Holy God, the folly of the cross mocks our human wisdom, and the weakness of the crucified puts worldly power to shame. Banish from our hearts every pretense of might and of knowledge, that by the power flowing from Christ's resurrection, your people may be raised up from the death of sin and fashioned into a living temple of your glory. Grant this through Christ, our liberator from sin, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, holy and mighty God, forever and ever. In the following passage from the book of Exodus, we hear the Ten Commandments. The first three speak of how we should relate to God. The seven others, how we should relate to other people. Listen for the commandment you find hardest to live fully. A reading from the book of Exodus. God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents, to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me. But showing steadfast love to the 10,000th generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. For the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in the six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. 
You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the reading that follows, St. Paul admits that preaching the truth of Christ crucified is regarded as absurd by some. Still, for those who have faith, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Which view do you hold as true? A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of the cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. They said to him, This temple has been under construction for 46 years and you will raise it up in three days? But Jesus was speaking of the temple of his body after he was raised from the dead. His disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. When he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name, because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, 
would not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about human nature, for he himself knew what was written in the human person. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I really love that the people who are Zooming Mass with us, when they turn their their screen on, we can see their faces. Just before the, the, the gospel, Laura Ulrich was sitting there with her dog, her beautiful puppy, and what a pretty dog, and just makes me want to preach dogma today. I... I think sometimes the dogs are my favorite parishioners, but uh, I didn't say that. I have a book of cartoons. The title of the book is, uh, What's That Funny Look on Your Faith? And the cartoon that's appropriate for today's gospel, it shows Jesus on a skateboard and he's going over the temple and the caption is Jesus clears the temple I had to share that with you that was kind of like dogma whatever the story of Jesus clearing the temple is a story that challenges us And it inspires our faith and our worship. It's not just about something that Jesus did so long ago. It's about us being challenged to worship from the heart. Not to allow distractions to get in the way of our worship. Do you hear that in the story? What distracts us? What keeps us from truly entering the word of God, the Eucharist, and the challenge to make the world better? What keeps us from taking that on the inside? The Jewish leaders who confronted Jesus, they challenged him when he said, In three days, I will raise this temple up again. He's calling himself the temple. Jesus is where God lives. I will raise it up in three days. And the Jewish leaders, the religious leaders say, wait a minute. It took 46 years to build this temple. And you're going to raise it up in three days that time 46 years is significant Uh, a friend of mine yesterday said that it's kind of like the uh, the extension on route 322 that's taken 46 years to say nothing of North, North Atherton Street that takes that it's been that long Forty-six years got to me personally. 
This May, I celebrate 46 years, the anniversary of my priestly ordination. And you'll note that I said this May, and I didn't say dismay. So you got it? 46 years. In reflecting on those 46 years and tying it into the gospel today, in 46 years I've come to believe that Jesus is present with us. That Jesus is the very presence of God in our lives. And that you and I are the presence of Jesus who can change the world for the better. Jesus is the presence of God. Jesus makes the Father's love real in the world. And Jesus uses us to make the world a better place. You know, I've heard uh, a little bit smatterings of, of some criticism f- from people who don't like our church. It's, it's too plain. Uh, people who are used to uh, statues and pictures and everything, they, they look at what we have and, and they think, that's not a church. That's a, I've heard it called a factory. A prayer factory? There are worse things. But there's something about the simplicity of this building that empowers us and enables us to truly enter the worship with our heart. To hear the word being broken and feeding us to share the bread of the Eucharist and allowing that to to feed and strengthen us. And always the challenge, the challenge to work in the name of Jesus to make our world into the kingdom of God. Reminds me, uh, years ago, I was on a vacation in Germany And my friends and I decided to, uh, we took a ferry boat ride on the Bodensee, the the Bodensee, the North Sea. And it was a beautiful day and a beautiful, beautiful experience. They let us off at this basilica right on the Bodensee. And the, the basilica had this amazing plaza in front of it. Oh man, you, you, you can just picture this, this lake, the, the Bodensee, and, and this plaza. And, and I couldn't help but imagine what it would be like to celebrate the Easter vigil there. Oh, to, to light the fire, the, the new fire, and, and, and let those flames reflect in, in the waters, and, and to light the candles, the, the beautiful candle how powerful that experience would be. And I I still see it. But then we went inside the basilica. I got to tell you, this basilica was decorated, I think it's called Rococo. 
Mike knows. Uh, th there were pictures and uh, filigree, and, and it was everywhere. Uh, the ceiling, the walls. To be honest with you, being in that church that was so decorated, I got dizzy. And as I think about it, there's no way I could pray in there. There's no way I could focus my attention on the presence of God in Jesus, the presence of Jesus in my brothers and sisters, the challenge to bring the kingdom of God into the world with all that stuff. I couldn't do it. That's why I like our church. Simple, clean lines. It's easy for us when we come here, if we put our minds to it and allow the Spirit to guide our hearts, we can truly hear the Word of God broken open to sustain us. We can share the bread and the wine of the Eucharist to strengthen us. And we can accept the challenge to transform our world into the kingdom of God. The story of Jesus clearing the temple. And I pray that you, you can get rid of the image of Jesus on a skateboard. Forget I said that. Anyway, the story of Jesus clearing the temple is a story that challenges us and invites us to get rid of distractions so that his presence, the presence of God in Jesus, the presence of Jesus in each one of us, and the challenge of Jesus to bring his kingdom into our world that can hit home and transform our lives. You know, we come to church. We come to worship. And the worship we come to share breaking open of the word, the breaking of the bread and the pouring of the cup and the being sent out on mission. That can really make our world a better place. You can take that as dogma. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.